Hey, Green, you ready? I'm ready, Turnpike. You ready? I am ready. So am I. All right, then. Let's I do this. Kick it. Welcome back to Right Sides Only. Bristol has come and gone. A lot to talk about there, including Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe, and a whole host of other things that happened while we were on the dirt. Glad you're back. Always glad to have you around for this week's episode of Right Sides Only. I'm going back to the Like we said, Bristol Dirt has come and gone. Insane finish. Bristol Dirt did way better than we expected. And there's a little bit of controversy associated with it. I do not understand why. I don't think there should be any controversy. Well, Chase Briscoe ripped it in there. That he did. But I don't have a problem with it. Overall, NASCAR on Easter, better than I expected. I went into this weekend with some with some doubts, being it's on Easter weekend of all things. Yeah. I don't know. What was your thoughts on racing on Easter weekend? I don't love it. A lot of time a lot of it is I don't love it for the people in the industry. Like I know you you serving in our church, you were able to serve at the church in the morning, drive down there, stay there till midnight with all the rain delays and all that. And Sunday it, was a long day. It did not affect your um church stuff, which I know they had like a service thing at the at the speedway, but for the people in the industry that's not really a thing. They're there all day. They're there. So I, I don't necessarily love racing on Easter weekend. It put on a good show. It's irrelevant to the week it's on, but it put on a good show. It turned out a lot better than I thought, and we'll talk about ratings in a little bit. They were not hurting at all. So, Like I said before, I'm not an anti-dirt racing fan. I'm just not dirt at Bristol. I'm anti-dirt Bristol. Yeah. yeah. And I think they have announced that it will be coming back next year. Yes. Sometime, I think they said sometime in April. April 9th is next year's Easter, so I bet it lands on that again. They did announce it coming back next year. And and this is the the thing as we continue going through this, is that they made a lot of improvements from last year to this year. They did. We were both there last year. And I've heard, and I can't remember awful. who said it. Maybe it was Bob Pockers. I can't remember. Somebody said that Bristol hasn't really been given a fair shot, and that's true, because both times that we've went there, it's rained. It tends to rain a lot up here in the Appalachian Highlands during the spring. So Yeah, I know. If they move it to a summer night race, that would be a golden ticket. I still wouldn't like losing a Bristol date to it. Yeah. But sure. you have a lesser chance of being affected by rain because asphalt or concrete, if it rains, you throw the dryers out there, it goes right back to the way it was just with the rubber cleaned off. <laughs> the entire way you prepare a dirt track is you put a little bit of water on it, moisten it up. Well, if you then put a little bit of water on it to make it work, and then it rains, do you throw the track dryers on the dirt? <laughs> you just got to pack it and hope it works, which it did. But it's also the challenge of the cup cars can't have it be as wet as regular dirt cars. Yeah, those grills are not suited for, <laughs> no, for dirt. I need to do some research on the dirt cars and see how they're how they get air to the motor because I haven't. Seen I doubt that, that they need as much as a cup car does. So it, they they probably yeah, have ways of getting around. Some it. of them, some of them have almost. I don't want to say almost twice, but some of them have like eight nine hundred horsepower. Yeah, that's they're crazy. they're ripping. Yeah, still have weird feelings about Bristol Dirt. Yeah, me too. I will say it put on a good show. I just think we need to make sure that we are not looking at Bristol Dirt with like a rose colored glasses. No, you know, it's because it had a good finish doesn't mean that the rest of the race was that great. It wasn't great. We'll also talk about it was also a little confusing. We'll get there when we get there. But 
it basically went from last year, everyone hugging the bottom and it racing like a concrete track, essentially. This year, most people hovered on the top and the middle kind of started to work later in the night. I mean, that was it. It's still single file racing either way. What I could tell is that people seem to ride the line between like packed and still kind of fluffy. They were like in the middle. Yeah. That was where I saw Daniel Suarez was running there. A lot of guys, that's where they were running. I was watching Daniel Suarez with great interest this week because he was actually leading laps. Got you your first. First RSO picks victory of the season without a technicality. And we'll, we'll go over the points in the and minute. Depending but. on how the rain might have fell, it might have been like a P1 or P3 for me. Yeah. So you, you lucked out on that one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Chase Briscoe rips it under Tyler Reddick. I, I actually have a slight, I don't want to say issue with it, but a little grievance with it. Do you know why? Why is that? In my little bit of time on iRacing on dirt, and it's just something that once you've raced dirt, you realize. If you do that on asphalt, you'll bounce off the wall, and if anything, Briscoe gets wrecked because he would bounce off the rear end of Reddick. But in dirt, you're already like sliding and on the edge of grip. If you get touched, you're going around. A lot of times, um, especially if you get hit from like somebody coming up the banking. So part of me wants to feel a little aggravated at the fact that he probably knew he was about to like crash into the guy. At the same time, you don't want to muzzle that kind of last lap excitement. You know, he he went for the win and he missed it. He did goof. He made an oopsie. He made an oopsie. He made an oopsie and made of well, he oopsied Tyler Reddick in the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. But I think it's interesting that Tyler Reddick, after the race, he put that all on himself. Like, he was like, it's yeah. my fault. I was yep. like, no, dude. I was about to mention that. Yeah. It is clearly not your fault. You got you got yeeted. But I think it just goes to show a lot about how Tyler Reddick kind of thinks about things. He's like, well, I shouldn't have let him be that close to begin with. Well, and I think it talks about, like, we hear a lot of whether it's uh, guys on YouTube or drivers talking about it. It's the culture of NASCAR racing is changing. It's not a, I don't want to say a gentleman's thing, because I don't think you could ever call some of NASCAR's greatest the gentlemanly type, but it's not the give and take, I'm going to race you and not touch you anymore. It's a, you better be fast enough that that guy can't full send into the corner and hit you, because he's going to do it if he can. And if he does, it's your fault because you weren't far enough in front of him. I mean, that's kind of what it's become, and... It's at least an acknowledgement from a driver on the butt end of it, you know? He has every right to be mad. Oh, like, every right. Part of me is kind of like, I wish he kind of would have gotten at least a little bit mad. You know, it, eh, I don't know. That's you know, indifferent to me. Because it, it makes it seem like you care a little bit more than you do. Eh, that's you know, indifferent to me. I think I think he was just really holding it back. I think it would have been think, funny if we had a Ty Gibson Mayer moment right there. See, I'm not a big fan of going that far, but I think... Eric Estep in his video. We'll talk a little bit more about Mr. Eric later in the show. Uh, spoiler. They already know. Yeah, they do. So <laughs> what we were, what he was talking about is how, you know, a lot of people, especially like an F1 guys, you know, that are usually higher class, you know, professional racers, they don't need media coaching. It's just how they've been raised in that kind of thing. And in NASCAR, everybody's been media coached to heck. Yeah. And then it's like they show no emotion. Now, yeah. of course, there's some people that still do. Ty Gibbs, Sam Mayer. But it's kind of like, hey, what happened at the end of last year's race at Bristol with Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick? 
That was a perfectly fine altercation. I, I was kind of hoping for something a little bit more along those lines. A little bit of pop wow on Twitter afterwards. But, I mean, it's respectful. And I can't be mad that they were respectful about it. But exactly. also part of me is like, I wish somebody would have pointed at somebody else at least once. They have their altercation. Kyle Busch backs into a win. Bazinga. Bazinga. He backs into a win after making fun of Bowman for backing. I think he should just hit the break and let Reddick win because he, he wouldn't want to just back into a win. You know, it's illegitimate. Well, you take you take him when you can get him. Yeah. But <laughs> 60th win for, um, there's a lot of conversation about the next um, person on the all-times win list is the Intimidator himself. Dial. Not the Intimidator. That's a very different human. Intimidator. Dale. The in, the Intimidator has so many wins that nobody can get close. Oh, my gosh. Timmy Hill has 600 cup wins. Yes. A interesting record. Kyle Busch has tied the king, Richard Petty, with 18 consecutive seasons with a win. I mean, that's just consistency. That's pretty impressive. It's consistency. Now, what is that, 2004, 2005? He out the last couple years, especially the 2020 season. Ooh. That win at Texas was a miracle for him. Yeah. Kyle is by far one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. I think this kind of goes to show that, you know, of course, you know, winning a race every season doesn't mean you're the greatest of all time. Yeah. It just means you win. Kyle is just so incredibly talented. And also, you know, look at some of his wins like this, like the Clash, like that one Fontana race years ago. He kind of has backed into wins before. But yeah. you know how you back into wins? By being in the right place at the right time. And usually that right place is third place. Yeah. And if you're running that good, I think, you know, back into a win isn't that weird. No, 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 no. And there's nothing wrong with it. There that's part of it. You put yourself in the right position and if something happens, you're there. Um obviously you'd rather just win this race straight up. There's nothing wrong with quote unquote backing into it. Kyle Bush is definitely gonna be a Hall of Famer and a character that kinda is always I'd vote him first ballot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not even remotely close. Yeah, absolutely. There was almost some trouble in the NASCAR garage this weekend. Oh, no. Stage two ended and the rain started. That almost spelled big trouble for the NASCAR people. So what happened is at the end of stage two, as soon as, you know, they have stopped the race, cautioned it, it's basically a red flag. That means everyone is frozen exactly where they are because uh, yellow flag labs do not count. During the stage break. During the stage breaks, yeah. There's so many like weird audibles in this situation. So Chase Briscoe, uh, Suarez, I think Bell, a lot of those guys pit. I think for the most part they didn't pit for at the end of stage one. I know that yeah, Suarez did Some of them had to pit because they literally they couldn't make it on fuel. That, and there's a rule that you have to pit during one stage break, which if you couldn't make it on fuel, then that was kind of yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. So <laughs> they all pit. They all pit, they all pit, and then the rain starts. So now you have two different ways you can look at this. Technically, they haven't reset the field and moved the guys that pit back. They haven't done that yet. But on the other hand, they've pitted. So where do you score them at? And that was kind of the going, the going consensus here, is that if the rain had called the race during that stage break, Chase Briscoe would have been the winner. As soon as they went back green, Chase Briscoe would have started like twentieth. So it's basically, super there weird. was if the if the rain ended the race, there was no risk basically in pitting because the only reason you stay out there is to get the track position, thinking the race is ending. If the race does end there, and the 
track position doesn't change if you pit. There's just no reason not to pit. And I've heard, um, I heard on DBC that maybe this wasn't communicated well, if at all, to the teams, and that's why it was such a big deal. If they would have communicated that to the teams, that would have been known and would have been fine. But like a funny moment that I thought about was uh, Joey Logano being interviewed. Can could you hear the interviews happening from where you were? Somewhat, at? yeah. It depends. So, um, I can't remember who the lady was interviewing Joey Logano, but she's like, Joey Logano will start seventh, um, or will finish seventh if this is it, or whatever. And then Joey Logano's like, second, second. Because he thinks that if the race ends, he is up to second with this whole pitting thing. So that that was an interesting, interesting Tidbit it's from just the race. how do you expect? And I've got I'm there at the race. Uh, I was at the race. By I the, had to by explain it to you by text. To yeah, I didn't understand it. Uh, eventually, they kind of talked about it over the announcer, you know, intercom. But I had two new guys that had never been to an NASCAR race with me. Yeah, how do I explain that to those guys? <laughs> and like one of them is a you know a race fan, so like he understands the concepts. But like it's still like, well, why? Yeah, you know, it's like why? It's like I don't have a good reason for you. Like that's just how they're. That's doing how it. they wrote it, and and it's one of those deals where it's like the reason why they probably did that was to help them lining everyone up with these specific rules with pitting, with it not being non-competitive stops. Is they stop the scoring so that they can line everybody up in that order, minus the people who pitted or didn't pit. You know what I mean? That's probably the reasoning, and it was just terrible luck and timing that the rain started when the stage ended. Yeah. What's the chances? Not very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, for that night actually it was probably all right the chances of that, but it was very weird. It was a very weird sensation of nobody knowing what's going on. Yeah. And that's something it's like how do you expect a non-fan watching for the first time to understand anything that's going on no, when yeah. we don't understand what's going on? No. I don't think NASCAR understood what's going on. Based on Denny Hamlin's tweets, I don't think he knew what was going on. I don't think, I mean, it's just, you cannot have that level of confusion with people. Yeah. That, you just can't, you just cannot get away with that. Stupid. That being said, there must have been a ton of people confused because NASCAR's TV ratings for this weekend were awesome. It was a Saturday, Sunday night race, so it was a little bit off schedule from what it normally is. And NASCAR got 4.007 million views for the night there's not a direct tv rating with that tweet from adam stern so i'm not sure about the exact rating but 4.007 million viewers that is the most viewed bristol race of any kind dirt or night or spring since 2016 i mean that's good <laughs> good numbers and it, it so this this is gonna this basically concretes bristol's spot as a dirt race in the spring, for I think it has to say to less about Bristol dirt as a concept, and more about we're running a race when everyone's at home with their families, and it's on prime time. I think you'd pro now. This sounds did you crazy. not? But here's the thing: Did you not realize when they announced that Bristol's coming back, like day after? They didn't announce it during the race. They announced it after the TV ratings came out. Yeah. They did not announce it during the race. Now, last year, at the first Bristol Dirt, like halfway through the race, they're like, guys, we'll be back next year. 
and everyone was cheering, and I had my face in my hands because I was like, dear God, I don't want to do this <laughs> But, you know, they announced it, and people seemed excited about it. And then we showed up this year, and there wasn't a ton of people there. Like, outside, there's a ton of people. But yeah. then you get in the racetrack, and it's like, well, there. I mean, there's a ton of empty seats. Yeah. Like a, like a crap ton of empty seats. Yeah. I felt, I was explaining to the guys I was going, I was like, yeah, man, it's awesome when they do driver intros, and I'm wearing Kyle Busch stuff. I got lucky. I was wearing, you know, Kyle <laughs> Busch shirt and hat. And I was like, yeah, man, they'll like they'll boo him and like it's super cool and you know, like you'll hear cheers and stuff. And then it was just like there was just no excitement. Yeah. There was nobody excited for anything. You know what's sad? What? The quote that came out from Caldwell, the r- person that runs Bristol Motor Speedway, said that they exceeded expectations both in viewership and in ticket sales. See, when ticket sales are like less than 50%, like way less than 50%, and yeah. that's exceeding expectations. I don't like that. Yeah. What was it 50%? Cuz I I heard it somewhere not, else that it, it was It did not look like 50%. Really? It didn't look close to 50%. Of the yeah, I feel like a of ghost the town. seats that were available cuz I know I, they've got top sections. I get I don't know. It was just so weird. Yeah. I guess the last couple races I've been at have been Daytona and Bristol Night Race. So that's so like those are pretty high capacity events. Yeah. It's like where's everybody at? Yeah. Like I, I was hoping for like a like another moment like at the night race where Kyle Bush comes out and you can't hear yourself think there's so many boos. Yeah. But that didn't happen. It was just kind of a boo. Well. I was I was kind of disappointed. NASCAR's still up seventeen percent year over year. NASCAR is still killing it with ratings. There's factors that are putting it up here, but it's holding up. So we'll see how that goes through the rest of the year. I mean, we're still we're we're still pulling four million views a race. That's not usually where we're at at this point of the season. So good news to hear. We're in that that weird point of the season where the numbers would always usually go down because these races are meaningless. Yeah, you know, kind of goes back to my thing. It's almost like if you have a regular season points thing, those races aren't pointless. They're. I mean, yeah. Or if you shorten the season by a couple races. I really don't care either way about I'd, that. I'd but. love to shorten the season. I think this could be an episode all in itself. So Yeah, we'll talk about that. I'll just make my opinion known. It should be shorter. On a on a week that but we hey. need to make crap up, we'll talk about shortening. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do off week. So, RSO Picks, Turnpike, I am so proud of you. For the first time, actually, I'll quote my tweet to you. For the first time in forever, you won something legitimately. I did. Is that not insane? I know. It's a little it's weird. It's a big moment for me. It took me picking Harrison <laughs> But you got there. Yeah. I mean, there was a moment where my car and your car were separated by a car length. Yeah. And I was kind of scared because I wasn't <laughs> watching the battle for the front. I was watching 25th and 26th. Yeah. As it was <laughs> Suarez and Burton. Now, Suarez ran up in the front quite a lot. Yeah, he had that he stage did really position, good. and I think it goes to show you that he couldn't cut his way back through the field. Yeah, Briscoe could, but when he was up there, he was up there, and I think track it position shows was very important. Track position is huge, unless your name is Cole Custer, and then you start on pole and you don't lead a single lap. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's just Cole Custer. Anyways, just being Cole Custer. Daniel Suarez finished twelfth. That got you twenty nine points. Harrison Burton finished in twentieth, getting me twenty one points. That brings our total so far. I have 246 points for the season. You have 192. That's a 54-point gap. But I've won seven. You've now won two. Yeah. Thanks Woo. to my generosity during a DQ no, that I, really I wasn't a DQ. I don't think that was Jimmy generous. I think that's, I think that's 
more than a called for when your driver gets disqualified for running an illegal car. When you're down by six wins, you usually do think that, don't yeah, you? No, anyways, How about you just go to the next thing. Anyways, there was one more controversy at Bristol that was hilarious to think about. Did you ever think a fifty-something would be fighting with Hendrick Motorsports? No, but I could see them being in the way all the time. Well, Chase Elliott thought he was in the way this past weekend and booted him. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Cody Ware was not very happy about this. Came back and the time that he actually tried to wreck somebody couldn't do it. (laughs) Rule number one of stock car racing. That was a fun little bit. There was some fun radio chatter about that. Chase saying that if he touched a tire, he was going to... uh, Let's just say beat him up. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna have a talk with him. <laughs> and that that was a that was an interesting thing. I saw that I think it was either Cody Ware or Rick Ware Racing had blocked a Chase Elliott page of some sort. Oh, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I think uh, one of them got somebody got blocked by Dawsonville pool, uh, pool room. That's what it was. Yeah, it, it was the Dawsonville pool, pool room. Yeah. That's what it was. That's why it was so funny to me. It wasn't even something necessarily associated with him. It was like loosely associated with him. Like, yep, not following him no more. This week, Talladega. I was going to say it's the longest track on the circuit, but that is a old and retired fact. That is not true anymore. What's the newest one? Is it Road America? It's Road America Coda, I think. Yeah, I think Road America. I think Road America is longer. Yeah. Talladega, 2.667 mile long track. Super Speedway racing again. Imagine, I think they put in a, that extra foot to just make it sure it's not 2.666. I don't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> or they just lied. Or they just lied. <laughs> yeah, it is 2.666. And they're like, guys. This doesn't crap. matter. <laughs> that would make sense but on the first race. Yeah, that was the one of the worst first races in NASCAR history. Slap Shoes has a good video on that. What are we thinking for Talladega this weekend? What do you expect to see? Probably a know, super speedway race. Yeah, probably about the same way. Yeah, that's probably what I was thinking. I mean, it's I don't like having six super speedway races a year. That's a super speedway race for every six races. Ooh, that doesn't seem right that they're that often. Atlanta. Yeah, I I, I still don't. I'm not completely sold on that being super speedway. I think it's just then they like, should put horsepower back in it. That's all I'm it's saying. It's like it's like an intermediate on steroids. Is kind of how I think about Atlanta. Well, I'm glad you're wrong because it's a super speedway and we now have six and that's not okay. Let's just go to each track once, including Bristol. As bad as I hate to say it, just to if make we, it concrete we, everywhere. If we did that, you know they'd have concrete wouldn't be the one. They'd pick dirt just to smite us. No, no, no. I, I'm okay with different configurations having a date. Oh, there you go. So like Charlotte, Charlotte Roval, Bristol, Bristol dirt. If Texas wants to throw their Roval in there, they can die because Texas sucks. Yeah. Um. I'm. I mean, it's gonna be a good super speedway race. I bet because Talladega is awesome. But I think this I'm car is proven to be all right at super speedways. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just not feeling a super speedway this week. So that'll be okay. I'll get over it. It's not about me. <laughs> you wish it was about you though. I do. It'd be so nice. What if I just was like, hey guys, go to South Boston this week, and they did it. That would be a mess. That that place is not big enough for 43 Cup cars and their pit stalls. <laughs> but. <laughs> It would be an entertaining show, i tell you that. Picks for Talladega Turnpike. Wait a minute. You won. I did. You get to go first. I have to go first. Oh, my gosh. I, t- I totally forgot. Let me look. I think I've decided. 
Go for it. I'm going to pick the number 23 Heck, I was going to pick Daryl Wallace. Wallace Jr. Dang it. Better oh, known as Bubba Wallace. Son of a gun. <laughs> going first is nice. I was going to pick Bubba. I know. That's Dang why it. I picked him. He's so good at Talladega. I know. That's why I picked him. Heck. Well, who you got? You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna. My only hope is that I can pick somebody that will DNF your guy. <laughs> so give me Brad Keselowski. Okay. Give me Bad Brad. He's going to DNF or DQ. Yeah. What what happens if we both like if me and you are both caught up in like the same big one and we both DNF? It goes by position. It goes by position at that yeah. point. Okay. Goes by position. The only reason that I did the DQ and I only got one point for that Brad Kozlowski incident at was it Atlanta? Uh, yeah. Um, the only reason that that was that is because we didn't know where the position was going to fall, so I just acted as if he was DQ'd, which would have been fortieth. DNF is just whatever position NASCAR scores him as. Fair. Sounds good to me. I think it'll be a I hope it's a good race. I think it's gonna I be, hope it's gonna be a good race. I think it's gonna be a really good one. Also wanted to hit on you were at the Bristol dirt race. That I was. We kind of sped through everything else just to kind of get the news out of the way. I wanted to see how was the fan experience at Bristol other than empty inside? See this is where it's weird. NASCAR races are kind of an enigma in certain ways because it's you know it's, it's NASCAR it's America it's you know f- bring the family out you know and I don't know if I would take my family to a NASCAR race to tell you the honest truth yeah and that is so weird to say as someone that loves NASCAR and runs a NASCAR podcast I wore a Kyle Busch shirt and I bought a Kyle Busch hat when I was there do you know how many people cursed at me on the way out of that track I ran into a six year old girl and her mom that were at the they were walking yeah. out with us and they were wearing Kyle Busch stuff and they were cursing at the little, like, a six-year-old girl. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I walked out with them so we could kind of all be together. Yeah. To, you know, make sure that nothing happened. Because it was like one of those things that's like, there have, you know, been people that have had stuff happen to them at race at racetracks. Yeah. And that, I did not really appreciate that. You know, it's like, if you want to say whatever to me, that's fine. I'm a grown man. Yeah. You can, you can knock on me all you want. But when you're cussing at, like, a six-year-old girl... Yeah. Wearing a Kyle Bush jacket and her mom. I mean, where are you gonna draw the line, man? You know, it's so weird. And I've I and told you think this, about it, that's gonna hurt the sport overall. It yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good point. And I told this to the guys I took. Of course, they'd never been to a NASCAR track. I said, Now there's two types of people that like to go to NASCAR races. There's people like me and like like you that you know, we're all about racing. Like we love racing, we're there to watch the race, and we're there for the sporting event. There's a whole other group of people that go because it's socially acceptable to get wasted. And that's just how it is, you know? I I really hate that. If yeah. you want to drink, that's perfectly fine. If you want to go to a NASCAR race and drink, that's perfectly fine. The stereotypes about NASCAR and NASCAR fans are based in some modicum of truth. Yeah. And that hurts me to say, but every time I go to a racetrack, I'm reminded. It's not as bad at, Di- at Daytona. At Daytona, yeah. it was much better. But at Bristol, not people I would like to spend a ton of time around. Yeah. For the most part, there was a lot less drunk people here this time than last time. Of course, there's less people here. I'm telling myself it's because people had the decency not to get wasted on Easter. That's yeah. what I'm telling myself. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I can't, I can't make that one way or another. Kind of disappointed in the fans in general. I think a lot of times the fans are what keep the sport back. Sometimes. Yes. I took a good friend of ours, Simon. I took him to the dirt race last year. And the one thing he pointed out to me was that this was a different breed of people. That's the one thing he commented on was the people. Because, you know, those people walking around. You know how NASCAR fans are sometimes. Some yeah. Of them. 
just hammered, yelling, screaming at every everybody. And of course, you're having a good time. And I don't. They you should be allowed to do that. Like I'm not. Yeah. Saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying that people that aren't from this culture, it's a culture shock. Yeah. It's and that's gonna be a turnoff for a lot of people. And it's it's. I'm a NASCAR fan. I've been around it my whole life, and it's a turnoff for me. Yeah, it is for me as well. It's it's disgusting for a lot of times. What they're saying. Don't even get me started on the FJB. You know, let's go Brandon stuff that's been going on. You know, when I was at the dirt race, I mean, not, not at the dirt race. This was, what was this? This was the night race last year. They started, you know, chanting the Joe Biden chant. Not the let's go Brandon, like the FJB chant. I'm not going to make a political statement, but I don't appreciate that. It doesn't belong in no, sport. No, it's, it's weird. Like, like you, you I, could, can... I could absolutely think that Joe Biden's the worst guy ever. I don't. I don't love him. I don't, ha- like, I'm just, I'm just kind of neutral on this whole thing. I'm being neutral what kind for the of... recording. What kind of look <laughs> does that give? That what kind of look does that give us? Yeah, it, is, it's is what's the NASCAR stereotype? Is there a bunch of hillbillies that like to go get drunk and watch cars cars run around in circles? You know, they're all inbred <laughs> morons. They're all inbred morons, is what people think they are. Yeah, and they think that they're all trailer trash and they're all this stuff and that stuff. And that's not true. That's not true. But you know, you'll see people and they fit that description, and then that's confirmation bias for these people. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of a tough question because, you know, those are the guys that are paying the money for the ticket. Yeah. They're showing up, so you can't, you know, you don't do anything about it, but it's kind of like, man, why would I spend all this money? I'm spending hundreds of dollars on tickets. I'm paying, you know, $40 to park. I'm getting yeah. in the track. You Chicken think- tenders is $15. <laughs> My, I had some friends from the college there. They're, they're both girls. And of course, they're getting hit on all the time by creepy old dudes. Yeah. And they, I think they said that they spent like $45 on food for the both of them. And then I spent $24 on a pretzel for me and my friend that were awful. Like, it's just like, uh, aside from being able to watch cars, there's no reason to go to an NASCAR track. And that kills me to say. That is, that is devastating for me to admit out loud. I went to Martinsville last year. None of that experience happened. I, I don't doubt it. And a hot dog was $2. Hot dog was. Seven, I think. So Bristol being where it is, is prime location for the kind of stuff that you're talking about. It's mountains of North Carolina, Tennessee. It's Kentucky, Virginia. It's just where we're at. I don't know if Martinsville being a little more east removes it from that a little bit, or maybe it's just because Bristol is Bristol. I think it's kind of the nature of Bristol. Like at Charlotte, it wasn't that bad. And it's crazy because Bristol is probably the best track on the circuit. Oh, yeah. I would agree. That attracts the worst fans on the circuit. (laughs) I don't know why, though. I mean, either. It's so weird. Because that's the thing. That's where most of my experiences going to a race have been. And I've experienced what you're talking about. I didn't really think about it, but I, I went to Martinsville, did not have to experience that at all. I didn't have one experience with somebody. Even intoxicated when I was there. Yeah. And it was the trucks and it was the trucks in the Xfinity race. So they had all the time in the world that they wanted to to, yeah. to have a good time. And I'm sure they were there, don't get me wrong. It happened. It just was not a prevalent issue, you know? Speaking of intoxicated people causing an issue, did you see the guy that got on the flag stand? That was hilarious. <laughs> I was told about it and I found it on Twitter, but holy cow, that was hilarious. Yeah. It's like, what a legend. What a legend of a man. Give a round of Unfortunately, applause Unfortunately, they took the funny. flags out, so he couldn't wave an actual flag. That been, he was, like, pretending to wave a flag. Yeah. That was actually kind of funny. I thought that was relatively hilarious. That's not what I expected from asking you how your race went, but, I mean, it's honest Work and it's to fair. be done. There's, they could improve That's the, the thing. How do you experience. fix that? You can't. Unless you do, like, I know they 
used to, I don't know if they still do it at all, for people who wanted to bring their kids, they had alcohol-free sections. Oh, they don't now. What if they did something like that for a Alcohol, large... smoking, chewing tobacco. But then again, that's still not a great experience because there's some people who want to drink but don't want to deal with the people who are drinking. Yeah. People don't want to deal with the drunks, but they would like to have a beer. Yeah. yeah, those kind of, yeah. I don't know. It's such a convoluted question. It's uh, there's not a good answer for it. There's not, and but, I, I, maybe it's just something that's gonna plague Bristol. Maybe because there's what do you do to fix that? Nothing. You can't do anything because uh, apparently the ticket prices and money isn't the issue. Because beer is probably thirty bucks. It's like it's like twelve dollars <laughs> a bottle. I know. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's like there's I don't see a solution there. Yeah, it's like. If you want to get more people our age, we care about the small stuff. It's like when we were at the Bristol Night Race, it was still covered in dirt. Like the stands were filthy, yeah. covered in dirt. Now, of course, it's outside. It's like, well, why hasn't the rain cleaned these yet? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's stuff like the faci- the bathroom facilities being awful. Concession stands being crazy expensive. Yeah. The lack of parking. You know, stuff like that, that kind of killed, that kind of, in my experience, that kind of kills the race day. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's hard for me to get excited when it's so like I'm feel like I'm walking on broken glass all the time. Yeah. Of course, and I'm I, not I don't I don't necessarily think this is a problem for SM. Let me finish the way I'm going to word this before yeah. you think I'm saying something stupid. I don't think what I'm about to say is a problem for SMI, but I know it can be for racetracks is you would put all this money into a place for one event a year. For two events a year. Like you go to football stadiums. I've never been to an NFL football stadium. Have you? Yes. I would assume their facilities are a lot nicer. Oh yeah. For the most part. Like the last most recent thing I got to go to was I was given free tickets to the Charlotte Hornets game. Yes. Shout out to the Charlotte Hornets. for That's actually probably tickets. more comparable. Yeah. It's awesome. The facility is beautiful. It feels like you're in a big, it feels important. Do you know what the difference is? Money. How many times do they play at that stadium? A ton. How many times do we race at Bristol? Twice. Yeah, and that's the problem. And here's the thing. They get money to do it. It's. N- I don't think it's they don't have money to do it. It's just they would pour money in for two events for stuff that where the money is coming from doesn't see. All the money comes from TV. Ticket sales are nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's the reason why there hasn't been bigger pushes to fix ticket sales is because it's literally icing on the cake to the track promoters. It is such a small fraction. I've heard NASCAR is going to try and push ticket sales. Like that's going to be a factor in negotiations for scheduling. And I'm I'm curious to see what NASCAR tries to do or how they enforce stuff to make the at-track experience better and to make it something where people go back to. Because I've experienced what you were talking about before. And it's not, it ruins what the event is a little bit. Especially for a fan like us. Especially for that kid that's getting cursed at on the way out of the stands wearing a Kyle Busch jacket. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely that, ridiculous. I, that, I was heated. That, oh, I was no, heated. that's, yeah, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. Hate to try and turn a low note into high note. We were on NASCAR Weekly Podcast last night. We were recording this beforehand. Yeah, we don't <laughs> know we how it went. awful and it's a disaster. Uh, we are so sorry. We recorded this beforehand. <laughs> yes. I apologize for any damage we caused to anyone's brands during the time that we were on. We're just kind of stupid like that, so it kind of happens. So uh, we apologize. I don't know if I want to say in advance or just in general. No, let's just apologize in advance. Yeah. Yeah, we apologize in advance for what happens. What happens tonight. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed us messing that up for them. We will never be asked back. I We haven't even went on, and I can already guarantee you they're not going to ask us to come back. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Lordy. We went over the experience. It's time to rate the race. Turnpike, what is your rating for this weekend's race? I'm going to give, so my base score for the race is a 50. But Ooh, hear me out. What? I'm adding five points for a good finish, and I'm adding five more points for Kyle Busch winning because I was wearing Kyle Busch stuff. 60? I'm giving it a 60, yeah. I just, I don't, Are you I, kidding I, I, me? I don't, I don't enjoy it. You know what? I'll I'll be nice. I'll be I feel like fifty might have been a little bit too harsh. I'll give it a base of sixty. So seventy. Ten the ten bonus points for a set yeah. Give it a D. Yeah. I just don't it's just not my thing. Eighty. Okay. Like I, I can objectively it's much better than last year. I'll give those ten bonus points for them running it at night <laughs> that I gave them. Much better than last year. Still not what I would like to see though. It's a seventy-five from our RSO. I think, race that, I think that's probably about where it would actually be. Yeah, it was just so long, so many rain delays. It's like four hours. There, yeah, the rain delays did kind of stretch it out more than it should have been. But I kind of hold that as out of anyone's control. That just kind of happens. That being said, as always, we want to remind you to check out your local short tracks. They are the lifeblood of the sport, and they do not get the TV money that I just talked about. That icing on top of the cake for these tracks, that's actually their their only support other than sponsorships at the track. So it is very important. You need to go out there, check them out. It's going to be a good time, promise you. I love bringing new people to the tracks. It's so much fun. Me and Turnpike are going to be at the Anderson Motor Speedway in South Carolina, not the one in like Indiana or wherever it is. <laughs> the one in South Carolina. We are going to be working the Southeast Super Trucks race. We have a lot of NASCAR Roots action happening this week. You got the uh, ARCA Series is actually going to be racing at Talladega. That's going to be a race to watch. Rest in peace. ARCA East is going to be at Dover this weekend. All This is all happening on Saturday. ARCA West is at Kern County over on the West Coast. And the Cars Late Model Tour is going to be at the Goodyear All-American Speedway. I think it's in eastern North Carolina. So anyone who is around, go check out those races. If you're around the upstate South Carolina region, check out Anderson Motor Speedway this weekend for the Southeast Super Trucks race. It's going to be a good time, and I think that's going to be it for today. I think that'll do it. Shorter than normal, but hey, we got what we needed to do. Yeah. Well, like we said, we apologize to everyone from the NASCAR Weekly Podcast for ruining their podcast for the week. Hopefully, it's not as much as a dumpster fire. Dumpster. Dumpster. God, we can't even speak, right? No, this is not. You know what's it's funny? It's going to be a disaster, so my dude. Leave this in. We edit our stuff. This is not going to be good. Yeah, we edit. I edit these episodes heavily. There's like 10 or 15 week. minutes taken out yeah. every week. Yeah, this is going to be a disaster, dude. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right, well. Oh, man. Pray for us. We need it. It's going to be a good time, though. It'll be fun to just sit there and discuss NASCAR with them. I just hope I don't put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, we might have to. <laughs> we might have to. It's going to be bad. Anyways, well, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you're new from the NASCAR Weekly Podcast viewing. We're usually better than this episode. Yeah, I promise. Yeah, go watch the other ones. This one was kind of a dud. Turnpike was kind of dead today. It's not okay. You're not usually, well, you're not usually much better, but yeah. usually better. My standards are very low. Very low. Yeah, we have, this is, you tend to forget, this is the worst NASCAR podcast. Yes, it's in the description. You our knew what you were in for. Our standards for a good episode, rock bottom. Yes. I mean, if we if we hit the record button, that's, that's a good day. That's a good day. So, <laughs> Well, that being said, this has been Right Sides Only, where if you ain't right, you get left. Boogity, 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 banjo outro.